We are back at it today talking with Emily McDermott, our decluttering expert. Today, she is walking you through three mindset shifts to help you declutter your homeschool room and all the other things that need to be decluttered. And this is just in time for spring cleaning, ladies, so perfect timing. I know that you're going to love this conversation. Hey mama, welcome to the Nourished Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to find balance between homeschooling, housework, and all the other things. God is calling your family to a life of peace and goodness, even on those days when you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool, you just want a minute to yourself, and you're overwhelmed with a million things to do. If you're ready for simple routines, time management strategies, and biblical mindsets to transform your days from on balance to intentional, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some independent work, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 15 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome back to the Nourish Mom podcast. We are jumping right back into our second half of our interview with Emily McDermott, our decluttering expert. Okay, so I'm assuming that a lot of the moms listening probably are realizing that they might have too much. Now, where do we start with decluttering? So I recommend that you start in the most unsentimental, unemotional areas possible, because what we want to do is that we want to be able to easily make decisions. And you can't do that with the super sentimental stuff. Can't do that in your closet when you're like, oh, I used to wear that, you know, two kids ago. You want to start with either your car. And the reason I say that is it's a very contained small space that if there's anything in there that's not supposed to be, it's usually trash or something that's easily thrown away. Um, I have a friend who recently recommended doing your purse or your diaper bag. Again, small contained space, you're using it daily and it really makes a difference because you recognize, oh, I can start finding things easily. And then the third area I would say is bathrooms because you don't get sentimental about expired medication or makeup that from who knows when, (laughs) how long ago you bought it. And you're able to make those quick, easy decisions that don't require a lot of thought or emotion or energy. And then you are starting to flex those decision-making muscles and you can move on to some of the more difficult areas from there. Nice. Okay. So start small. Um, So what about like all of the stuff we've been accumulating? I know, especially as homeschool moms, we tend to get like a lot of curriculum and notebooks and manipulatives and all the things that we think are going to help our kids learn. And I know in my experience, some of them work and probably about half of them we use for a minute. And then we're kind of like, they don't work for us anymore. And I'm still left with all these things. How do we walk through like making decisions on what we keep and what we get rid of? Yeah. And that is hard. And I'm going to talk about some of the mindset blocks, you know, that kind of keep us from being able to do that, but recognizing, first of all, what we talked about earlier, that clutter is not neutral, that it's impacting our health and the health of our kids. That's not only for all of the toys and clothes and books and all of those things. It's also for things that are educational, things that are good, but 
good in excess is not good, <laughs> right? So first recognizing that and kind of looking at your deepest why as to what is most important to you, all the decisions we make about decluttering go back to what matters most to us. And we can look at it from the health perspective. We can look at it from even a biblical perspective that when we have this scarcity mindset and we feel like we have to hold on to all of these things just in case, or because we might use them someday, we're not seeing God as sort of as that provider that's able to give to us and that we should be coming from a place of gratitude and generosity rather than from a place of, I'm going to hold on, you know, to all of this stuff. So kind of figuring out your why, what matters most to you, knowing that there's that choice overload and decision fatigue. And so the more you're holding on to, it's causing you to have to kind of make more decisions. Um, that is kind of where we start. And then as far as the nitty gritty, I'm happy to go into sort of these three mindset blocks and the shifts that we can make specifically about homeschool stuff. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So I just actually interviewed someone on my podcast and she used this term, which I love. So instead of FOMO, which we've all you know heard of, but fear of missing out, it's photo F-O-T-O, which is fear of throwing out. Okay. And I feel like that is a huge thing that kind of encompasses all areas. I was talking to her about our clothing and our wardrobe, but honestly, it applies to homeschool and other areas too. So I would say the three main reasons that we would be holding on to stuff that we don't need for homeschool specifically is number one, we feel wasteful if we're throwing it out. Number two, we feel like we might use it someday. I'm using someday in air quotes. And then number three, we're worried that we will need it and we're going to keep it just in case because I might use that at some point. And so the first one, as far as being wasteful for anything that we get without having that intention behind it, maybe it was on sale. Maybe our friend who homeschools says that this worked really, really well for their kid. And so you're like, oh my gosh, I've been having so much trouble with the phonics or the math or whatever. I'll go ahead and give it a try. And so maybe it didn't work out. And now you have buyer's remorse and you recognize, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have bought that in the first place. You're smiling. So I guess maybe this has happened a time or two. <laughs> The first couple years of homeschooling, that's a lot of that. (laughs) Because you're you're giving yourself grace to realize you're figuring that out. I mean, I am not a homeschool mom. And I think if I tried and you started, you're going to go with recommendations. You're going to try to figure it out that way. And so let go the fact that maybe this wasn't the right thing to get. You can be more intentional in the future because you're learning and it's not, you know, doing any good, just sitting there. Once you purchase it, it goes somewhere, right? It's either going to like the homeschool space where you're at, or it's going to someone else because you can donate it, or it's going to recycling, you know, or the trash or whatever. So you're not being wasteful and it's okay. And give yourself grace to just kind of make more intentional decisions the next time. So that would be kind of how I would manage that first mindset block of feeling wasteful. Do you have any comments or thoughts on that based upon your own experience? Definitely. That's a fear that I've had. And I hate to use that word fear, but really that's, you know, that's what it is. Even those little ideas that come up, like we're living in fear sometimes, you know, and I love how you had spoke about like the scarcity mindset, but, um, 
yeah. And like feeling guilty that you even bought it. And now like, what do you do? Like, I don't want to waste it, but yes, like getting, just letting go of that. Like you, it's happened already. Yeah. All right. And in the future, I'll make better choices. Yeah, definitely. And I think that one of the great things about the homeschooling community, from what I understand, is that you have usually this kind of village of people that you know that if you can't use it, there's probably someone that it's going to work for their kid. So you can kind of reach out to that that community. Um, The second mindset kind of block is, oh, I might, you know, I might use this someday. And perhaps that is based upon an aspirational self. So aspirational clutter is anytime you are recognizing, okay, I, if I had more time, if I had more energy, if I was more creative, if I was more like this mom, then we would go and do this. And I would take the kids on all the field trips and we would do all the crafts and all the science things and whatever. And you have to recognize that that is an aspirational self. That is not you right now and the capacity that you have right now as a teacher and as a mom. And so when we keep all that stuff, it's making us feel bad about what we're not doing and what we're not able to do. And so then it's again, giving yourself that grace. That's not where I am right now in this season. That's not the mom and the teacher that I can be right now because of the things we have going on. That's okay. And so instead of holding on because, well, maybe in this aspirational, perfect future where I have all the time, energy in the world, I can do it saying that's not realistic. I'm going to do what works for me with my capacity and then bless someone else with this thing that is just making me feel bad about myself. Who wants to surround themselves with things that make them feel bad? Not me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, you spoke about how the clutter can make us have anxiety or bring anxiety. And I feel like that, what you're speaking about right now is so true, right? Because I never even thought of it that way. But if I keep all these things that I'm not using and I start feeling guilty because I'm not the person that am I, I'm aspiring to be, but that's just not where God has us right now, you know, like to be realistic. That's so true. Now I'm thinking of like what I need to get rid of. Okay, good. That's the point. That's good. Um, So kind of that third mindset block and mindset shift is keeping it just in case. And again, this goes back to that scarcity mentality, which is that, well, if I let it go, then I'm going to regret it. So that, you know, six months down the line, I'm going to say, oh, I really wish I had that particular manipulative or your kid is like, oh, mommy, didn't we used to have like those blocks? And you're like, oh, no, he's asking about the blocks. He must really want the blocks. Well, that again goes back to that scarcity mentality. If we held on to everything that we might ever think about or that our kids might ever ask about in some, again, unrealistic, maybe future, then we would be holding on to everything. So recognize again, that's coming from a place of scarcity and that we want to just say, okay, I let this, I'm letting this go because I know I don't need it. I'm not going to use it. It's making us feel, me feel bad about myself as a person or a teacher, whatever. And again, going back to not just like we have the room for it, but creating physical, artificial physical boundaries around different categories of your homeschool stuff. So if you have workbooks, okay, you're going to dedicate one bookshelf to the workbooks. And once that is filled, then we're not getting more workbooks. We're making decisions about what stays and what goes. 
you know, we're blessed so much in the United States. Most of us have more room in our homes than we actually need. And so that's how we justify holding on to a lot of it or saying, well, because I might use it someday, I'm going to hold on to it. But we need to kind of create those artificial boundaries and stick within them. So that way it's a lot easier for us to find things. It's a lot easier to move forward with a clear plan for our curriculum and everything like that. So just trying to not have that scarcity mentality and more have the, if I really needed to get this thing again, I could buy it and it would be okay. You know, giving yourself that grace. So that would be my third recommendation. Nice. So when you're saying that, I'm like, are you sure I just don't need a bigger bookcase? I don't know. (laughs) Because I'm thinking about where we keep our workbooks right now. And I'm like, that is getting pretty tight. (laughs) Um, Even even where I keep like my regular books, I'm not going to get rid of any regular books. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know. There could be some on the shelf that I don't need. Um, But I've been like stuffing them in there. Uh, But it's so true what you mentioned about, um, you said something about like getting a more clear homeschool plan or I forgot your wording, but it's so true, right? When I have too many of these workbooks or whatever I'm using, I do get, I get distracted and I don't have a clear vision or a clear plan because I, there's too many things to choose from. It goes back to that, like my capacity. Yeah, definitely. And once I kind of had that mindset shift for myself about capacity, it really allowed to kind of like free myself that I didn't have to make a decision based upon all the possible options and resources that there could possibly be out there, because that's one of the best and worst things about the time in which we live is that there are so many options and so many resources, so many ways in this case that we can educate our children. And that's great, but also it ends up completely overwhelming us. So being able to put on some of those blinders of saying, I know what my kid needs and this resource will help me. And I can temporarily kind of ignore all the other options so that I can create that really clear plan for what's going to work best for my kid. And just give yourself that permission. Oh, I love that. That's really good advice. So Thinking of all of these things, you gave us a lot of good things to think about and we're getting a dumpster soon. So I'm like already thinking, I'm like, all right, I can't wait to go down there. Yay. And be like, what is making me feel bad about myself? <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff in that room, but what would you think? Could you give us one takeaway that you want the moms today to really leave with? Okay. Well, this is sort of, (laughs) that's okay. No, it's okay. This is sort of my, my mantra, my general mantra, not so much just for homeschooling, but really for anything, which is that you are worth more than you have ever paid for anything that you own. Because a lot of times we think about, okay, I paid so much money for it, or I made a mistake, or we have kind of this remorse or, oh, I wish I could fit into this, or I wish that I used this resource And your health, your sanity, your relationships with your kids, the things that matter most to you, that is what actually matters. And when you own something, it's not just like you own it and it's there. It's taking up your space. It's taking up your time. It's taking up your energy. It's taking up all of these precious resources and you are worth more than being this like full-time stuff manager. We were not designed to be full-time stuff managers. We were designed to be 
women of God. We were designed to be moms. We were designed to be whatever, leaders, teachers, everything. And if you feel like all you do is manage stuff and schedules, then that is not who you are called to be. So remove the clutter that is literally blocking your path from the life that God has destined for you. And don't look back. Just, I have, I'm always giving out permission slips, like Oprah gives cars, you know, I'm just like, you get a permission slip to get rid of things and you get a permission slip to lower the bar and, you know, because we just spend so much time kind of in this um, difficult, sometimes, uh, I don't know, we just feel bad. We feel bad about everything that we can't do because there's so much put on us Yeah, and clearing the clutter can really help you to feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can do what's best for me and my family without apology without caring about what the world says about what I'm supposed to own and what I'm supposed to do. So you asked me for a takeaway and I just got up on that soapbox. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. No, I loved it. And it just reminded me of this verse that I really, really love, but I think it's Isaiah 55. And it's like, why do you spend your money on that, which does not satisfy? And when you were talking about like all of the things that we're keeping and all of that, and how it takes up our time and our energy. It just reminded me of that. Like, why are we giving our time and our energy to this clutter, whether it's physical or mental or whatever, that we that isn't serving us, that isn't part of God's plan for us? I, I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. There actually, when you look and you read the Bible with a certain perspective, you suddenly start seeing these things and you're like, oh yeah, that's the whole like, we're destined for more and it's not having, you know, the treasures on earth and all of those things. So there's actually a lot that the Bible has to say about all of this, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, so before you go, where can everyone connect with you? Yeah, of course. So the best place is my podcast, which is mom's overcoming overwhelm. And you can find that wherever you find your podcasts. And there I have links for couple things, including my Facebook group where we do every other week, decluttering challenges, 15 minutes a day in and out real, just a real encouragement to get started and to not of course, overwhelm you. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'd love this. This was such a great conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much again for having me. It was great. I hope that this conversation with Emily was helpful to you. I know that it definitely was for me. And I hope that her tips help you to find that space for the things that are really, truly important. And be sure to connect with her. I'm going to leave all of her contact information in the show notes and um, check out her podcast and all the things that she has to offer. And I just, I want to pray that the Lord blesses you and your family, that he helps you to make that space in your heart, in your mind, in your home to, to welcome him in, to leave that space for the things that he is calling you to, to not get weighed down with the things that clutter our mind and our hearts and just to make more room for him and his purpose for you and your family. I just pray that he, that he guides you through this process in Jesus' name. Amen. 